In the beginning of the Christian church, Christians saw before them two paths. And these paths are, we can find them in the Didache. And the Didache was written perhaps in the 90s or perhaps in the early 100s. In other words, one of the earliest Christian writings. And it describes the way of death and the way of life. The way of life is to choose God, to choose his commandments. The way of death is rather to break the commandments and become beholden to sin and vice. By baptism, we believe that we break the ancient bondage to sin and death. But nevertheless, we must guard ourselves from false teachers who call what is good bad and what is bad good. The Israelites who heard our reading, our first reading from Ben Sirah, the book of Sirach, were often occupied or ruled by a foreign nation. And with these nations came along foreign gods, foreign practices. So when we hear the words in Sirach, if you choose, Ben Sirah is speaking to those Israelites who are, who are perhaps faced with a choice each day to, to choose the practices of a foreign nation or to remain faithful to the practices of the Jewish faith. If they choose the practices of the Jewish faith, God says they will be saved, they will not perish. But if they choose to follow the culture of the time, the culture of the occupying power, they will have chosen death and they will perish. Do we experience this dynamic today? Are we tempted by foreign practices which seek to undermine our choice of the God of life? There's this idea that in the Christian dispensation, the Christian faith, the laws of the Old Testament are a thing of the past. And yet, in today's gospel, Jesus speaks as a new Moses. Jesus speaks not as one who receives the law, as Moses did, but rather as a new law maker. He takes the place of God. And he comes, he says, not to undo the law, not even the least punctuation within the law, but rather to intensify the law. Jesus invites all Christians to choose a deep moral excellence, not only following the law on the surface, but to follow the law interiorly, to practice a deep interior moral excellence. And I would just like to focus today on Jesus' description and intensification of the fifth and sixth commandment. The fifth commandment reads, you shall not murder. To follow this commandment exteriorly, we need to give witness to the dignity of life to protect the unborn and support parents who are pressured to end the life of a child. 
to protect and support the voice of inmates scheduled for execution, to protect the elderly whose death is often hastened by burdened family members. But below the surface, even today, we find an epidemic of gossip, especially with the rise of anonymity within the internet. Many continue to be murdered through speech. As Christians, we can refuse to participate in this cultural coliseum by refusing to personally say or write anything that damages the reputation of another. The sixth commandment reads, you shall not commit adultery. Much like the Israelites who were surrounded by foreign gods and practices, we are likewise surrounded and inundated with a culture that seeks to wash away the memory of this commandment. To follow this commandment exteriorly, we must first grow in the virtue of chastity, that is to govern, you know, by our intellect, the passion, our, our passion. We need strong marriages, both faithful and fruitful, to refuse the culture of the pill, which seeks to use a spouse as an object of pleasure while eliminating God-given fertility, to support our brothers and sisters amid failed marriages, helping them to be faithful in their vows without needing to seek comfort in a second marriage, to create a new culture of dating focused on discernment and not on passion, and then below the surface, to govern ourselves interiorly, we can refuse to participate in a culture that constantly promotes lust within entertainment. What do we need to cut out of our life, as Jesus says? What phone applications, what TV shows, what halftime shows, what movies, what websites, what advertisements do we find promote a culture of lust? How can we cut those out of our life? This litany of choice that perhaps God gives us is not meant to discourage. While the moral demands of Jesus require a response which often seems daunting, we must never forget his mercy. Although Israel continued to suffer from infidelity, worshiping false gods, following foreign practices, God never abandoned his chosen children. And so while we are faced with our own moral failures, Jesus never ceases to desire our return to his heart. And we see this beautiful, this beautiful desire of Jesus in the confessional. No matter what wrong we confess in the sacrament of reconciliation, when we come honestly 
intending to turn away from sin, we always hear those beautiful words, I absolve you. As we approach Jesus here today, we ask again for the grace to choose his commandments, to eagerly strive for perfection, and we give thanks that he never tires of forgiving us.